Hey, Jumbo Ventures. Um, my name is Joella Malade, and I'm here with our first guest, Chris Tisekos. Um, Chris is one of the co-founders of Fuse Me, um, which was started by a group of three high schoolers who recognized the difficulties in making new friends in college, especially with the pandemic. In a span of two years, Chris and his partners managed to create an app that would reach over seven schools across the country. They were able to raise over $800,000 in seed money, partnered with iHeartRadio, and managed to make it within the top 100 social networking apps in the course of 72 hours of FuseMe's launch. All of this is amazingly impressive, and we're so blessed to have Chris with us today. Hey, Chris, how are you doing today? Great. How are you doing? Excited for the conversation today. I'm good. Thank you so much for being here. Um, so our first question for you is, what inspired you to create FuseMe? Well, first, thanks so much for that intro. I really appreciate that. Um, what inspired me to create FuseMe was going through the problem firsthand. When I was accepted to college, I realized the difficulties of transitioning, especially socially. And what I mean by that is the main method of meeting new friends when you're accepted to college is going in Facebook accepted student groups where students have to introduce themselves to hundreds or in some cases thousands of other students at once by pretty much self-promoting themselves. And I found that that method extremely inefficient because you have to scroll through, like I said, hundreds or in some cases thousands of other students just to make one connection. Whereas on FuseMe, you can filter for hometown, major, class year, interests, gender to find your match in seconds rather than hours. So we really make the process a lot more efficient for incoming students. And then what I found now is, is speaking more with current students. The app is just as useful when you're on campus because you can use those features to continue growing your social circle, especially in the pandemic. That all sounds so amazing. Now, where is Fusion right now? Like, what's the state of the company as we speak today? For sure. So like you, like you mentioned, we've launched to seven schools and we're, we're looking to launch to more schools this semester before school comes out. So right now we're in complete growth mode and traveling up and down the country to promote the app to new students. We were recently in Maine two days ago at Colby College promoting FuseMe. Wow, that sounds that just sounds all amazing. Now, kind of like a big question. I know a lot of viewers might be wondering it. You're in your 20s. You're doing big things. What do you think drives you and can it be replicated to other entrepreneurs? For sure. I, I think I'm driven by the same itch that many other entrepreneurs are, and that's solving the problem for yourself. Wow. Unlike many entrepreneurs, though, I'm not doing market research, asking my target audience what they'd like for every single feature I'm going to add. Because instead, like I said, instead of other entrepreneurs, I can just ask myself, would I like this? Or my co-founders, would you guys like this? And since we are the target market, that allows us to stay a step ahead of our competition at every, every market. Wow. That sounds so amazing. Now, what was your key driving force? to become an entrepreneur? Do you think it's your team? Do you think it's you? Do you think it's your ideas? Like, what do you think drives Chris? I've always had an itch for not accepting the, the status quo. Wow. And 
with anything I do, whether it's schoolwork, I know I would always be questioning the teacher if, if this assignment is, is truly necessary or, hey, can we use notes on this test or some, anything like that. You know, there's always one student who's always asking the teacher, um, like questioning the status quo to make it better. And I think that's that's the same thing that happens with me. So I always want want the current state to be better and i just have a, a different vision for reality yeah. in the future than other people and i think that's what drives me every single day because my vision of the future isn't the same as everyone else's my vision is for every college student in the country to be using fuse me to, to use the app and grow their social circle find roommates find events on campus and all that so talk us through it how did you end up starting fuse me like you know, give me the, the, the origin story of Fuse Me. How did, how did it start? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, like I said, I was accepted to college and I um, was kind of, I, I had it in my head that, man, I cannot believe this is the only way to meet new friends. Mm. And I kind of kept that to myself for a little bit. But one day I was uh, talking to two of my friends walking back from lacrosse practice and they mentioned it too. And at that point, we came together and we, we said, hey, you know what? Let's not accept the status quo here. Let's go make a change. Let's make a difference. And at that point, it was basically right before the pandemic started, late February, early March 2020. And we, it's crazy how serendipitous this is because we came together two weeks before school got canceled. And that allowed us to start using Zoom and Google Meets to meet virtually every day. Wow. Whereas no, nobody really pivoted that fast and started doing that. Mm. Whereas we were using, you know, instead of one hour a week to meet on this project, we started to meet hours and hours a day wow. and it turned into our senior project mm. and then into now what we do full time and we're all taking a gap year from our schools. Now, talking about, you know, your team, how did you pick them? Like, you know, was it more so by luck? And if it is, you know, for, for students who want to build an app, who want to build a business, and they're looking to start a team, what do you think are some of the characteristics or qualities people should look for in, you know, making a Fuse Me dream team or whatever their own dream team might be? For sure. So we weren't very mindful when we were creating our team. We, we didn't think we were going into this to make an app at all. We thought we were just coming together with our friends to solve a problem. And we didn't think of all those consequences like, hey, who's who's on our team? Is this person technical and this person's a marketing person? We didn't think about that. All we thought about was, is this a person I'd like to do business with? Wow. Is this a person I'd like to be on Zoom with for eight hours a day during wow. the pandemic? And that's kind of what brought us together rather than, um, hey, does this person have the key skill traits that I need to grow my app? Yeah. And we believe that we can learn all of that. Mm. So we came into this as people and best friends first, mm. and then we grew as business partners yeah. second. So what so I mean? Oh. To answer your question, uh, basically, I came together with my two best friends. After that, we were a lot more mindful of the talent we brought on. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's been great so far. We've hired uh, two offshore developers wow. so far wow. and one onshore, and he's been awesome. We also have a head of technology, a uh, marketing 
employee and also we have um, a UI UX designer. So what I'm hearing is that you should always go to business with your best friends. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> a lot of people say to stay away from that, but I think if you truly understand um, the, the things that people do, the characteristics that they have, there's no downside in doing it because at the end of the day, our overall goal is to grow the business. And while we might have some disagreements throughout that, as long as we remind ourselves that, hey, I'm disagreeing with John or David right now, or Eric or anyone else, they're also trying to put the app in the best position to be successful. They don't have any bad intentions. And one person might just care more about a small problem than another. But um, at the end of the day, uh, we're all trying to grow the business. So there's really nothing to be upset about or anything. Now, like, you know, Fuse Me was started around two years ago. In those two years, is there anything that you would have done differently when you were first starting out? Like, what do you think was a big mistake that you that you made that might even that a lot of college students who are starting their ventures might even make at the same time? Like, what do you think is a big mistake that, looking back, you would avoid, and you think that a lot of students who are making ventures should avoid? For sure, I think a lot of it comes down to this metaphor called polishing a turd, mm. and. What that means is you don't know if you are making a great product until you have real users behind you. Wow. And for us, we did launch to the App Store a lot earlier than we wanted to. Mm. Uh, at like most entrepreneurs, um, they want to wait for their product to be as good as possible before yeah. handing it off to the users. Mm. And that's really a problem that, that you're going to have to solve yeah. when you make, make a company. And for us, like I said, we did take, we did launch it before we wanted to yeah. but if i could do it over again i would even put it on the app store right away mm. and just start getting real users but we did use a platform called test flight which is a precursor to the app store mm. and it's basically a private hosting platform and we got over 2500 users wow. just on test flight. Wow. and that was a lot of user friction but it it's difficult for somebody to organically find that unless they are referred from a friend. So a lot of those users were actually referrals um, that grew virally, mm -hmm. which is pretty pretty incredible in itself. But I would probably launch sooner, get real market feedback, yeah. and then iterate faster. And it's all about quickening up this feedback loop from research to iteration. Wow. And that that's about it, I would say. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, just kind of for the brutal truth of the matter, just in terms of starting ventures, what do you think, like, what's the brutal truth in starting a startup? Like, do you think it's, you know, something that everyone should join? Like, what do you think is the, you know, the, the truth behind making this, make, making a venture, becoming an entrepreneur? What's the truth behind it? Like, do you think there's like a kind of a honest truth that a lot of people, time, that a lot of people tend to forget? Like, what do you think is the biggest truth about becoming an entrepreneur? I would say shit happens. Yeah and people don't want to accept that and they quit. Not a lot of people have, have very strong willpower mm. to continue pushing themselves every day yeah. because A, they're probably not truly passionate about what they're doing mm. and B, they care more about other things. Wow. And so they quit. I think if you actually care about this and you, you are fully tunnel vision focused on what you're building, mm. you will continue doing it and you, you're fully prepared to do this for the next 
one to two decades. And unless you're ready to do this for the next 15 years, I would say don't start your venture. So that's, that's the brutal truth is people quit because they go into things that they figure out that they really shouldn't have done and they just waste a couple years of their lives, honestly. I was hoping when you said one to two, I thought you were going to say one to two years. I know you're going to say one to two decades. That's a lot of time. You know, for a lot of students who, especially, um, this might lead me to my next question. How do you manage your day-to-day? Like, I mean, I know you said you're doing a gap year, but I'm 95%. Like, you have other responsibilities apart from Fuse Me. How do you manage to do all of that, especially for college students who are taking calculus, who are taking bio, who are taking poli-sci? How is it possible for them to grow their business while in college or create a venture while they're in college? Do you think it's possible and how do they do it? Definitely. And I heard an entrepreneur say one time that starting a business in college is one of the easiest times you can, uh, you can start one. And he used this analogy that he said, compare it to when you have a job and you're 30, you might have a family that you're raising, might have to pay taxes on a house. You might be really living and have to really cook food every day. Whereas in college, you can rely on other things to um, to quicken your, your daily day-to-day life. So what I mean by that is you're not paying taxes on your house every month. You can go to the dining hall to get food. Um, you, you don't necessarily need to be social all the time, even though that's definitely something that a lot of college students have to do and have to balance but a lot of things are taken care of when you're in school and compared to when you have a job and you have children to raise and other responsibilities so i would say now is the best time you can start one and if you fail you don't have a salary right now from school so you have you have a great backup plan which is just go back to Tufts, which is one of the best universities in the world. So it's really no downside to starting a business and you get great experience for anything else you'd like to do in the future. And you kind of really mentioned a a really great point. You mentioned, you know, uh, the entrepreneur who said that college students, like that's the best time to start a venture as in, you know, in college. What do you think is one unused advantage that a lot of college students have that's really underrated? Like what's what's an advantage that a lot of college students have that other entrepreneurs may not have? Their networks. Mm. And what I mean by that is, is how closely tied you are to each other, but by not even realizing it. Mm. So I'll, I'll show you how I took advantage of, of the Tufts network in a great positive way um, without even stepping foot on campus yeah. uh, as a student. So when, when FuseMe launched to Tufts, over 350 Tufts students alone reposted our launch video to their Instagram stories. That was me too, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That, really, that really put us on the radar for a lot of students. Mm-hmm. And by word of mouth, a lot of people know about FuseMe at Tufts alone. Mm-hmm. And Tufts students obviously wouldn't have done that for FuseMe if I wasn't a fellow Jumbo. I'm hoping at least. <laughs> and I think if you're launching any business or trying to get any students to try out your platform, they'd be really receptive to it because people at Tufts are, are pretty nice to each other and people want to help you out. And something to remember as an entrepreneur is that you're not alone in this race. Yeah. 
people are out there to help you. You have Jumbo Ventures interviewing somebody just, just to give you some free advice. And I think that's huge. And you just have to take advantage of your fellow network. And there's also alumni out there who you can reach out to. All you need is Tufts in your LinkedIn and for them to have Tufts in their LinkedIn. And you can connect and definitely start a conversation from there. Wow. And, you know, talking about that power that these, you know, college students have, what's a common trait? I know you've seen a lot of ventures in your in your experience. You've, you know, probably seen some other people out there. What's a common trait that you've seen a lot of college student entrepreneurs have? Like, what's one trait that you think, especially for our viewers, like, what's one trait that you think that, they think, that, you think that they can replicate, that they can copy? Like, what's one trait that you would, that's looking back, that you see a lot of college entrepreneurs have? I would say a positive trait they have is growing their networks in a great way. If you go to Tufts, you can probably reach out to anybody in the NESCAC and they'd be super receptive to being your co-founder or being a partner in your business or even just just helping you out as a student to become a user for your for your platform Uh, or or a customer, whether that's a social media app or or you're starting a cup business or anything of that matter. So that's a great way you can take advantage of, of being a student in college. Yeah. One thing negative that I see is uh, people making excuses a lot, wow. saying they don't have time. And what I've seen is people who say they don't have time probably don't time manage their day, their day-to-day life on mm-hmm. a per hour or even per half hour basis. Yeah. They'll say, you know, I don't have time. And then from 3 to 5 p.m., they sit in their dorm room and play video games so you you definitely either do have time or need to work up your stamina to focus longer 1000%. now how oh um what are some of the ways that college students can avoid burnout every day like i know fuse me is a lot how do you how do you avoid burnout how do you stay focused on your goals so you have to have short-term mechanisms to to go along with your with your focus every single day wow. you can't yes you can you cannot play video games from 3 to 5 p.m but you also have to do something to counteract that long long focus yeah. you cannot you can only do deep work for a few hours a day at best so what i do is i practice mindfulness meditation mm. and i meditate for at least 20 to 30 minutes every single day wow. it helps me become more aware of my thoughts uh, what I'm going to respond to to these questions right now, yeah. and just anything in life, I I just feel like I'm in slow motion a lot of the time, and that that really helps me in in various ways as you could imagine. So for me, if I work three hours straight, I'll take ten minute meditation break. I'll do that a few times a day, and just keep just keep doing that until I need to recharge my batteries. Yeah. Um, one thing I see people do a lot of is use social media as a recharge method, but it actually sensitizes your brain even more and it makes you even more tired uh, after using it. So you need to actually unplug from social media and, and being sensitized in your brain. And from there, you'll, you'll be able to go back and focus again. Wow. And kind of like one of our last couple questions, if I'm a student, like imagine if I'm a college student, who wants to make a business but doesn't know how to do it? What do you think is the first thing that I should do? What's my first step? I would stop overthinking it 
and just do just do what you probably did in middle school or high school mm -hmm. if you don't know something just go to the good old google.com yeah. and look it up mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of information out there for hey i'm, I'm going to start a business mm -hmm. how do i do it yeah. that's how we started fuse me we just did a simple how to make an app on the internet you click the first 10 links and you're pretty much an expert right there so if you need to know how to make a clothing business look it up on the internet yeah. and you'll find the answer i guarantee it you don't need to read my 10 book recommendations. You don't need to take a few classes before you feel ready. All you need to do is, is tell yourself, I'm ready. I'm going to start this. I'm going to look up how to do it. I'm going to do the first five steps. And when we were thinking of questions to ask you, one of the common things that a lot of college students face or in terms of what turns them off in terms of starting a venture is the competition. You know, everyone has a great idea, but a lot of times those great ideas may be repeated. How do college or how do college students, how do new entrepreneurs navigate around that competition that they may experience, especially when it may, you know, turn them off and it might be a a bit of a sad factor. And a lot of students have stopped their venture because they thought someone else had the same idea or another app or another business or another another brand has the same ideas that they have. How do college students or how do all entrepreneurs navigate through those competitions for sure i would say it's first to scale mm. not first to market oh. when you when you go up and you try to find a similar business to the one you're making and you do find one but it's it's you know deep fourth page of google you've never heard of it none of your friends have heard of it that doesn't matter it's not first to it's first to scale not first to market and you need to tell yourself, all right, if they've created this, I can do it and I can do it better and then market it better. Wow. So people actually know about this. And that's a whole different type of competition mm. than just, oh, this exists. It must have not been successful. Yeah. I'm going to not. Mm. You have to at least give yourself a chance. Mm. And just for our last question, we always like to have our audience ask one one of these questions that we want to ask. Um, our, first, our last question is, if you were to go back in time, or if you were to go back in time and receive a billion dollars, what would you change about your life right now? Personally or with the business? Uh, wherever the question may lead you, either personally or with the business or whatever. All right, well, I would go to find the best coders in the world mm. and... I would just hire one by one, start getting them to hire their friends from Google and all these other great companies. And with a billion dollars, I could offer a pretty great signing bonus, I think. And from there, we'd have Fuse Me coded in, in a few afternoons right there instead of a few months. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Maybe, maybe one day uh, when you get those billion dollars, you can make that dream come true. Um, Chris... Thank you so, so much uh, for the time spent with us. Um, Chris is an amazing person, uh, done so much. He even helped me with my business as well. Um, thank you so much for all that you've done so far with Fuse Me, with you know contacting uh, us for this podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Chris. Yeah, of course. It's been a pleasure. I, I really appreciate those questions today, and I had a lot of fun. Thank you. Um, you guys can tune in to our next show, uh, which is coming up soon. Um, and thank you guys all for watching and listening. Have a good day.